Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through. Keeping their delicate skin healthy and happy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick and goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable. When my oldest was little, she would get the worst diaper rash. It left me feeling so desperate to help her while also wanting something gentle on her skin. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor. When she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash, she let nothing get in her way. You can use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel confident that you are making the right choice. Dr. Mom is committed to providing an ultra-premium formula for moms that won't settle when it comes to their little ones. Soothe and restore with active ingredients being dimethicone and petrolatum. You can find more about Dr. Mom Butt Balm at drmombuttbalm.com or find it on Amazon or Walmart.com. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, you guys. We missed you so much. Did you miss us? We had a long month of December off and we are so ready to be back with you talking even more about VBAC. And we have a really exciting episode for you today because we have two of our local birth photographers and videographers on with us right now. One of them, Rowan Steiner, actually did all our headshots and the photography on our webpage. Mm-hmm. And she gave us, like, most of the images that are in our manual come from her. Yeah. So if you take our online courses and have seen those beautiful images, they're all from Rowan. And then Danielle Wilstead, who just moved back from, was it Louisiana? I got all those Midwest. Alabama. (laughs) See? We just had this conversation today. Alabama. She just moved back to Utah. And she actually was a videographer and photographer at my fourth birth, which was my third VBAC. And you can find that video on our YouTube channel. If you didn't know, we have a YouTube channel. Anyways, we are so excited to talk about birth photography with them. And we are going to do that right after our intro. You are tuned in to the VBAC Link podcast with Julie Frankham and Megan Heaton. VBAC moms, doulas, and educators here to help you get inspired for birth after having a C-section. Together, they have created a robust VBAC preparation course along with this uplifting podcast for women who are preparing for their VBAC. Although these episodes are VBAC specific, they encourage all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a cesarean from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here are your hosts, Julie and Megan. All right, all right, here we are. Okay, listen up. We love all things birth-related, obviously, and we can never get enough of a really, really great birth image or birth photo, and we share them a lot on our Instagram and Facebook pages, and we repost pages, and we share some of our own, and we are so excited to be talking all about documenting your birth today because, listen up, we know that there are like a couple attitudes I feel like, Megan, maybe you can agree with me on this, but like with VBAC parents and birth photography, I feel like there's attitude of like, I have to have this documented and everyone's going to know that I did it. There's going to be proof. There's going to be evidence. I had two photographers and a videographer at my birth and my first VBAC, I mean, 
And one of the photographers was a, just a friend of mine that wanted to attend a birth. But then I like had hired and paid a photographer that actually did births. And then I had a videographer there because like, dude, I was, I was going to do this and people were going to know about it and there's going to be proven evidence. But then I think on the other side of the spectrum, people kind of get nervous and they're like, I don't know. I don't want to feel like I have to perform. I'm already going to be nervous enough because I'm just coming from a cesarean and I don't know how I'm going to act and I don't want to have to feel like, um, or like, what if something goes wrong? And then the photographer's there and then what am I supposed to do? And then what if I don't like the images or what if the photographer hates my provider or something like that? I feel like there's a lot of concerns. And I feel like especially with VBAC, I either feel like there's one or two of those attitudes when I have VBAC clients. Do you feel the same? Like, do you yeah. see the same type of thing or? Yeah, similar. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Not all the time, but yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. But I was, I've had photographer and videographer with all of my births because to me, it was really just important for me. I just think of it like my wedding day. Like it's my big, a big day. It's, it's changing my family life. And why would I invest more in my wedding day than I would like my birth? Birth is an experience and it's not a medical procedure. Right. And so I don't know. I wanted to, to get it documented, but Megan, you, I remember on our episode, one of our episodes I was listening today, like a previous episode, you were talking a little bit about your um, experience. Mm -hmm. And how you wish you would have had one. Yeah, it was actually my biggest regret. So I, yeah, I had a lot of doulas. I had five doulas. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot. But I, and I really wanted to have a, like a birth photographer. And I actually had a local photographer here that was starting up contact me and say, hey, I'm really interested in maybe shooting your birth. I know you're pregnant and you're due soon. Um, and I was like, yeah, like that honestly sounds awesome. That'd be great. And I was talking to my husband about it and he's like, really? Like we're going to have that many people there? And I was like, well, yeah, like I would really like that, you know? And he wasn't super thrilled about it, but wasn't against it or anything. But then she like went out of town or something. Oh, I know. And I sadly didn't make it a priority. And it seriously, to this day, three years later, is my biggest regret because that moment was huge. And I did have my one of my doulas, uh, she had a, she brought a camera and she took some pictures and they were awesome. And I cherish them so much. But I wish so badly that I would have had a professional grade photo and video or video, at least for sure, mm -hmm. too. Because um, I know you can maybe sometimes take stills from video, but I just am so sad that there were so many people surrounding me and no one thought to flip out their phone and video it because I wish I could t look at it and view my birth from a different perspective. Yeah. And I just can't. Like, I can always remember it, but I can't ever relive it from a different point of view. Yeah. So definitely oh, one of my biggest regrets. Want to cry right now. No, it oh, was it was sad. sad and, and I was I cried. I cried about it after. Yeah. I saw the pictures and I love the pictures. Like, really, I cherish them. But I cried and I was like, why? Why didn't I do that? Especially now he's, you know, the last baby. So no more babies. So I don't ever get to do that again. That we know of. <laughs> yes, that we know of. But hopefully, Rick is still on the no Last baby episode, we called for all our women of strength to manifest <laughs> for your husband to change yes. his mind. So, so far, that has not changed. Well, 
It's only August right now. Uh, September. Yeah. <laughs> September. September right but, now. But <laughs> um, but when this airs, it will be January, and it is not going to be changing. But, but it's um, so cold. Anyway, so and you know, and to see the talent that we have here in Utah, to it's see amazing the talent in the photographers that we have here in Utah. It's it's just so sad. So we're excited to be talking with these fine ladies today and hearing more about what they do, what they offer, what it looks like, how it works. Um, you know, a lot of people do say, oh, I just don't want that many people in the birth room. And you guys, these photographers are like flies on the wall. They They do their thing. They come in there. They know how to do it. They do it professionally. They're not all up in your face. You're not hearing their camera click, 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 click all the time. I mean, really, you don't. Like, I work with photographers, and I'm they blow me away. Absolutely blow They're me away. They're amazing. Yeah. One of my favorite things. I love love it when my clients hire photographers. But now I feel like me and Megan are just taking the episode away. I know. I was so going to say, can I we ask them some to, questions? Yeah, we're going to ask them some questions. But first, I, wanna, I want each of them to just kind of tell you a little bit more more about them. And so maybe we could start with Danielle and just tell us a little bit about, because you started out as a doula. I remember um, Danielle entered the doula world right around the same time that me and Megan did. And so Danielle, why don't you tell, tell us what made you decide to get into birth photography and um, just a little bit more about you and then we'll do Rowan. Okay. So yeah, I became a doula in 2015 and after going to some births, I was just so enthralled by the power and the strength. And mm-hmm. I mean, we could just talk forever and ever about birth. But I, I just really like wanted to capture that and save it and send that to my clients. And after a while of doing just births, I, um, as a doula, I started to add photography into my packages and kind of do mostly doula work but then I would have my camera there with me and I would take some pictures kind of on the side when I wasn't needed as much and that package just kind of took off and then from there I just really kind of started focusing on photographing births and then after a little bit I decided to add birth film I think it was actually after I had my own birth film Mm-hmm. And and it just birth films just capture birth in an entirely different way. They give um, clients just a different experience, and I just really really love that. And that's kind of how I got started. And yeah, perfect. And Danielle, your business is Wild Oak Birth, right? And you so you can look that look right. up both of these guys. They're on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and see some of their work. But your Wild Oak Birth photo and film, mm-hmm. right? Or what is it? Mm-hmm. What's your Facebook That's page? Right. Yeah. yeah, you got it right. You got it. All right. Now, Rowan, why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you got into birth photography? Because you were not a doula first, but you took a doula training so you could better support your clients while you're photography she's our training she's taken our v-back doula yeah, training she and she's taken a like a, a regular doula training so that she can increase yep. her her understanding and power and how to be a better presence in the birth space which is really cool i think yeah so um i started out um actually doing like family and children photography mostly and i had somebody just kind of randomly contact me and ask if i would capture their birth 
And I was like, sure, why not? And I had no idea that I was going to fall in love. But um, I'm sure everyone understands who's been to a birth can understand like that adrenaline rush you get. Mm. It's like a birth high. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I fell in love. And so I started birth photography like a year and a half ago-ish. But it really started, I really started specializing in mainly births about a year ago just right after I lost Chloe because I actually had a birth photographer come to my birth and just that like tangible piece that I had of her was just so important to me and I wanted to be able to give that to other people because birth is just so important and yeah, I love it. So (laughs) that's incredible. And Rowan owns Salt City Birth and Newborn Photography And you can find her, again, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and her YouTube channel is Salt City. No, your your YouTube channel is your name. It's Rowan. Rowan Steiner. Rowan Steiner. Yeah, so S-T-E-I-N-E-R, Steiner. And her YouTube channel is, like, exploding. You guys, she's got, like, millions of views on some of her videos. Like, she is just dominating the YouTube field right now. So both of these guys are really incredible. And so we're going to ask them a couple questions about birth photographers and kind of what it looks like and what some concerns are and like how they work around those concerns to make birth just a really special experience for you. So um, first let's talk about, and I mean, like we can take turns. You guys can just jump in or answer however you want. It doesn't, we don't really have a set way of doing things, but so we want to talk about like why, why people hire birth photographers? Like what are some of the most like impactful reasons or common reasons that you have heard for people wanting to hire someone like you to document their birth? A lot of people contact me to document their birth. Usually it's actually like second time parents and they tell me that they don't remember a lot from their first birth, Mm. um, especially because, well, there's like a few different reasons. Sometimes it's because they had an epidural or different type of medication and were kind of loopy. And then other reasons were just because you're kind of in the moment when you're in labor and you kind of just focus on like breathing and the contractions. And so they didn't really take in a lot around them. And so they want to be able to look back and kind of look at their birth from a different perspective. And so that's kind of a lot of the reasons why I get people inquiring I love that. Yeah, I'll agree for that. Yep. I think another reason, too, is birth can never be recreated. Like, the birthday of your baby exactly. is um, it's a once-in-a-lifetime day. Mm-hmm. And capturing that is just really, really important for a lot of people. But I do agree with you, Rowan. A lot of moms do forget just even, like, conversations that they had or the things that their support team said to them where it's like their first words to their baby, sometimes those kind of go forgotten. I think having film or um, birth photography there is really important to a lot of people because of that. I agree with all of those things. And one of the things that I really like is that my photographers have all given me like the raw, like they edit the the birth film and like make it like a three to five minute video. But then also they mm-hmm. send me all the raw footage. And Danielle, the video that you recorded for me of my last, my mm-hmm. fourth child's birth. I remember the raw footage that like I love the most is 
Um, there was a point where I felt my water break and I said, oh, there's my water. And then I knew she mm-hmm. was born like right after that. But like, mm-hmm. I didn't know how long it took because, you know, it was like you're in labor land. You have no idea what's oh going God. on. Right. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. did it really, was she really just like one push or was she like, or was it like 20 minutes? Like, cause you know, sometimes you're, you're just distorted. Right. And I went, I was able to go back and look at that moment from when I said, my water broke and like literally she was at the top of my birth canal and I joke and I say like she shot out of me like a rocket because she did like she was at the top of my birth canal and because of your video that raw footage it was less than two and a half minutes later she was out of my body yep and yeah and having that about like that validation you know yes I, she, she shot like, out of me really happening yeah whole freaking yep. 21 inches of baby was out of me in less than two and a half minutes <laughs> Do you realize how insane that is? Like, that's insane. But it was cool because I don't, I can, like, I can prove it. You know, like, I, I mm-hmm. prob- probably very few people will actually see, like, that whole two and a half minute segment. But, like, I can say with confidence, right. like, this is what happened. And I love being able to, like, go back and, like, fact check my birth. Because, as everybody knows, I'm a t- huge statistics junkie. And, like, so I love that, like, data and knowing. And, like, it was exactly this much time. It's so cool. Really cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit next about, like, what are some common misconceptions or, like, objections that people have about birth photographers and videographers? Because I know that, like, Megan talked a little bit about them earlier, but, like, what are some common misconceptions that you hear? And, like, and then how do you, like, work around those misconceptions? Does that make sense? Like, why are they misconceptions? Uh What makes them? Yeah. How do you ease the fears of those parents, of parents that have those objections? So sometimes I get people who are like, I really want a birth photographer, but I'm worried about having another person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. the main thing for me, like on my own, like I'm really a fly on the wall. I mean, I'm not going to ignore you if you talk to me, but I can fill out a, a, a moment. And if it's not time to talk, I'm not going to talk. And I'm going to be, you know, just in a different area out of the way, not disrupting you and, you won't even know I'm there if if that's what the, the moment calls for. I also agree with that. I think another another concern, I guess you could say, for a lot of parents is modesty. Um, I think a lot of parents don't want crowning shots. They don't want nursing shots or nursing film. Um, that's okay. Like, we are able to maneuver ourselves in positions where we don't need to get that. We can still capture birth just as beautifully without getting a full, you know, front, like a full frontal crowning shot. Like we don't mm-hmm. need to have that. We can, we can definitely work around that. I had a birth. Mom was completely nude and I was able to put her film together without showing any nipple at all. <laughs> it was wild, <laughs> but it can happen. It, yeah. It's totally doable. Yeah, I just had a, I just barely had a birth last week, actually, and the mom had her shirt off towards the end mm-hmm. to do skin to skin, and her mom was in the room, and I had sent a sneak peek of one of the images, and I saw her mom a couple of days later, and her mom was like, I was so concerned about how you were going to get images without, that, were, that were modest and that she could share, and you yeah. sent her a sneak peek, and you just did it perfectly she's like I had no idea that you'd be able to get any images to her that she would be able to share 
because yep. her shirt was off, but you worked around it, and the baby's head was in the perfect spot, and you made it work. So yeah, these—that's yep. something I feel like you guys are just so talented mm-hmm. with—is like knowing the right angle, knowing that right spot to get those images that they can share with the world, that they feel comfortable mm-hmm. sharing with the world. Yep. I've been at birth with both of you guys now. I just went at, was with Danielle at one last week, and I've done a couple with Rowan. And yeah, a good birth photographer is going to like, and not only be a fly on the wall, like quiet and unnoticeable, but like zipping around. I remember I was, I was so lucky to be with this couple that I was at the birth with Danielle with. And when they were looking at their images, like for the first time, and I remember the husband just commented like, Danielle, like you, I, I don't think I've even told you this, but like. Danielle, this was a home birth, and Danielle was like on one side of the bed while the mom was pushing and crowning, and then like the next shot, she was on the other side of the bed filming the baby come out, and it was and and this mm-hmm. husband was like, I don't even know like how she got around the bed so fast because like all her kids were in the room by this time, and there was a midwife and me the doula and the midwife assistant, and he made that comment, and he was like, just look how she's like just like but nobody even knew like she's just like she wasn't running over people like it was just like you're just like zipping around like little bloop, 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 getting all the yeah. shots and i've seen rowan like climb up on couches to get the right angle because rowan's short first of all but i mean danielle's short too but mm-hmm. but like yeah, just the, yes, the, I'm short. the amount climb. of angle like the angles that you capture and how hyper aware you are of the mother's needs like in none of my birth videos i didn't want nipple or my vagina in any of them, but like I wanted pictures of my baby coming out. And so there's like a really nice shot of the side of my butt, which I'm totally fine with, but like, but then my baby's coming out of the water in, in one of my first videos and their attention to detail and like knowing how to get that into a video that, and some people want those like full frontal, like we've all seen them on Instagram, like mom's naked, just full frontal pulling her baby out of the water. And some people want Mm -hmm. that. And they can do that too. Um, and so yes. I think one of the more important things too is when you're talking to photographers, get a photographer that's done a lot of bursts that knows what they're doing and look at their portfolio and make sure that you like the tone of their images and that you like how they put video together and that they have a wide variety of experiences because you're if you're going to invest in a, a photographer, invest in a photographer because that's going to make a big difference in how you feel about your birth as well. Yeah, and another thing with the modesty is we won't share anything you don't let us, that you don't want us to share. So any images that I've shared that are crowning photos or that have nipple in them, I've gotten permission from those people, usually they're birth workers actually, who are okay with sharing them. (laughs) Um, But but I would never, ever, ever share anything that you are uncomfortable with. I've done births where they don't want me to share any of the images, and that's totally fine, and I won't do it. But there's also people who are like, share whatever you want. And that's always great, too, because I know a lot of women like to see them, um, especially if it's their first time having a baby and they want to kind of see what it's like and prepare themselves. But, again, I don't know any birth photographer who would share something when you ask them specifically not to. So we're really, like, cautious about making sure you're comfortable because it's a very sacred space and mm-hmm. we don't want to like impede on that sacredness. Right. And it's talked about beforehand too. I think, mm-hmm. well, during my consultation, you know, we ask moms what they're, uh, how they envision their birth and if there's 
things that they want in their film, don't want in their film, or photography, and vice versa. So um, we are yeah. extremely respectful of that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. and it's okay to change your mind, too. Like, mm-hmm. you can say, yeah, I'm okay with you sharing it, and then afterwards be like, actually, I don't want you to, and it's not, not a big deal. Absolutely. Well, that's a great transition into our next little subject. So let's talk about how it works. Like, what are the logistics of it? Like, what does having a birth photographer look like? Do you mean prenatally? Like, when do you come to the birth? Like, all those type of things. Let's talk about that. Um, So for me, um, I always think booking earlier is better just because if you are wanting to, like, be on a payment plan, you have more time to put yourself on one. But I usually get most of my clients booking between, like, probably 23 to 30 weeks. And then I give them a birth guide. Every So every birth photographer is different, but um, I personally give my clients a birth guide that kind of just goes over the different details. I use flash during my, my birth sessions, um, but it bounces off the ceiling, so it's never, like, in your face or in your baby's face. But I do like to put that in my guide so that I can tell my clients um, and that they know and that they also know that they can ask me to turn it off whenever they want. <laughs> And then I, um, it also goes over when to contact me. And I usually have my clients contact me when they're in active labor. And that can look different for every woman. So it's kind of a guessing game. But I'm also confident that most people know when to let me know. So if somebody's water breaks, especially if they're a second or third time mom, um, I want them to contact me immediately, especially if contractions started before. But there's also other signs. If you're getting cervical checks, I like to come around like six centimeters. And then another way to know kind of when to call me is if your contractions are five minutes apart, lasting a minute. That's another good sign of when to contact your birth photographer. So that's kind of like what I do prenatally is I'll have my consultation. I'll give them a birth guide and then I'll run over when when is a good time to contact me. And then when they do contact me, I come, I show up, I do my thing, and then I deliver either the photos or the photos and video within the allotted time period that I that I tell them. Yeah, um, my little system sounds very similar to that. I usually do a consultation in the beginning that might be in person or over the phone. Um, we kind of just talk. We make sure that we are kind of a good fit and kind of yeah and then go from there and then I also send my clients um, a little packet and it could be digitally or in person that goes over what they are looking for what they want what they don't want like we kind of talked about earlier I go about the same time that Rowan does and I deliver everything digitally in the end and then yeah so very very similar actually Awesome. And, you know, I think I wanted to kind of put a little plug in for doulas here while we're talking about it. I know that um, (laughs) a lot of doulas will actually couple with birth photographers um, and offer like discounted packages for booking both of them. Because one thing that benefits a birth photographer is that like by having a doula in the room is that a doula knows like when a mom's getting close and a birth photographer will typically show up after your doula does when you're in a more active established labor pattern, sometimes they show up at the same time. But I know that Megan and I both have coupled with photographers in our area to like offer discounted 
services when booking with a photographer. And then always as doulas, we love, you know, having action shots of us in labor as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's kind of like mutually beneficial for the doula and the photographer because the photographer gets the benefit of the knowledge of the doula and they know that they're not going to get called in too soon or too late or, or whatever. And then it just kind of benefits everybody. And then guess what? You have a fully completed birth team and you're saving a couple hundred dollars by booking both people. I know that, you know, Megan, like I said, Megan and I both do it, but doulas like all over the country do that stuff. So Mm -hmm. while you're interviewing doulas or while you're interviewing photographers and videographers, ask them, do they partner with specific doulas or photographers? And then what does that look like? Because um, it's a great relationship to have like a really cohesive team. And I just, I love working with Rowan and Danielle and I know that Megan does too. And um, we just love working with birth photographers generally because it really brings like an extra special, extra energy in the room. I think when it's getting documented and it's just really special. We love that. Okay. Moving on. Megan, do you want to... Sorry, I feel like I'm just kind of taking over the interview here. No, you are. <laughs> Any, anything? <laughs> no, no, you're totally fine. I think just making a point to, like, how you... Like, my favorite thing is, like, talking about how you work in the space and how providers at different locations kind of handle photographers because sometimes there are providers and they're very weary of photography mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like I've noticed that as a duo like like the person will be like oh can you hurry and take a picture of this or can you video and they're like oh no video no pictures and it's like well um like it's really hard to me to be yeah. like how can you tell her what she can do <laughs> you know what I mean yeah and so yeah. do you guys ever run into that where a client has hired you to shoot their birth whether it's videography or photography and then you walk in and a provider's like no it's not allowed have you ever had that issue and then if you have what what do you do how do you handle it so personally i haven't well okay so i guess in a way i have so c-sections are a little different Mm -hmm. um especially emergency c-sections so that's kind of the only situation where i've been kind of told like no you can't come but even then I have been allowed into c-sections and so it's not always but uh, most of the time c-sections are kind of a no-go especially for videography um you can like can sometimes be allowed to do photography for them but basically any procedure like that in general they kind of are weary of you videotaping mm-hmm. um, I think it's a liability thing mostly yeah. but besides that any vaginal births I've never had any issues with providers not wanting me to photograph or video and that's both home and hospital I do quite a bit of both actually and I've really just been generally accepted and I've even had doctors be like come look at this come take a picture this is super Aww, awesome that's that is that. a good angle or the placenta like you <laughs> want to take a picture of the placenta uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So this last, not the, not the one I was talking about recently, but I had another birth last week, and there was a true knot in the cord, and the doctor was so stoked, and she's like, "Take a picture, take a picture. This is so cool." Aww. And so she had me come over and take a picture, and it was really awesome that we kind of both shared the excitement because you don't see those very often. So yeah, yeah, yep. And same here. Um, I've never had any issues with providers that's awesome saying that they would rather not 
have any photography or video done unless it was a cesarean. I have been able to film a cesarean and photograph too, but a lot of the times they'll also say, okay, I, I need you to just kind of stay by mom's face and we'll let you know when the baby is coming out or baby is coming out and then you're able to film or photograph the baby coming out and then um, once baby is born, then, you know, they want you to kind of go back and focus on mom and dad and or the partnership. And that's, yeah, so that's really the only thing that I ran into as well. I think the only other thing that I don't personally, I won't take photos or videos is like um, an epidural. Just because yeah. I don't want to be in the mm-hmm. way of the anesthesiologist, mm-hmm. I want—I don't want them to be distracted. So, just kind of out of respect, I won't do—I won't distract them <laughs> because yeah, I don't want them right. to mess up, and I don't want them to be worried about, you know, potentially getting in trouble. Well, that sounds wrong. I don't want them to feel like they're on—they're being like watched, and mm-hmm. so I won't. Display. I won't yeah, yeah, on display. So I won't. I won't do that, but I've never been told not to. I just don't do it <laughs> yeah. in general. So Yeah, I think that's yeah. very, really smart. Yeah. I think another thing, too, is, like, encouraging the clients to, like, talk to their provider. Like, I always ask my doula clients, yes. like, mm-hmm. talk to your provider, say, let them know that you're having Who's a doula, and, like, getting a, getting a feel mm-hmm. for that, and because... and. It, and if there is issues, then at least you'll know beforehand and you can figure out how to act appropriately for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I also tell, um, I go over that in my consultation too, like, talk to your doctor, let them know that there's going to be a photographer there. And if they do that or not, I'm not 100% sure, but I tell them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. yeah, and I think it's also our job to know, like, especially in a hospital setting, that, you know, sometimes providers will change or if there's, you know, shift changes mm-hmm. and you're going to have different nurses coming in and out and just being respectful of that and still being able to work around how they personally, you know, care for our clients too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love hearing that, that you are you guys are being supported and welcomed. Before we end, I would like to ask you guys, what are some of your most memorable moments or videos that you had captured and if they are on your websites or your Instagrams, let me know because I want to go see them. But, <laughs> but yeah, like right now, like our phones yeah. are out. Yeah. <laughs> I go first. But I would yes. love to hear one of, some of the most memorable things yes, as a photographer because I'm sure you guys see amazing things mm-hmm. and then you actually capture yeah. them. So Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, one of my most memorable births that I went to, mom was birthing at home. And um, she was uh, pushing, and her midwife um, was doing a cervical check. I guess it wasn't a cervical check anymore. She was pushing. (laughs) But she was filling, and she was like, that does not feel like a head to me. And Hmm. we kind of just waited it out, and mom kept pushing. And sure enough, here comes this sweet little face. And mom had her baby with a face presentation. presentation. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, it was insane. It was so cool and awesome. And just, it was just so memorable. So that was definitely one of mine. And then I had another client who, uh, it was a planned home birth, and she decided to go to the hospital. It was only five minutes away. 
she gets there and she sits on the toilet. She births her baby and she decides to go home. She hadn't even delivered the placenta yet. And she just um, home and she delivers the placenta in the kitchen. And um, yeah, like that just shows you like you have options. Yes. Oh (laughs) my gosh. I love that. Yes. That is so cool. And they both are on my website. So, which is on your website. Yep, which is wildoakbirth.com wildoakbirth.com that's your website and mm-hmm. yeah. um we're gonna do this for rowan too but while we're at it um they can let's talk about your facebook and your instagram and your youtube channels so people can make sure to go and like follow and subscribe and if you're in utah connect Get them up yep hey. <laughs> they're, they're, they're amazing yeah, so everything kind of just across the board wild oak birth for um instagram and facebook and I just barely, barely set up a YouTube account, and that is also Wild Oak Birth. But I do have a Vimeo account, and that is also Wild Oak Birth. So Consistency. pretty easy to remember. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Rowan, it's on you. Most memorable okay. moments. I think one of the most memorable moments I have is a twin home birth. Mm. It was awesome. You don't come around them very often no, either. No, you don't. Um, but I... Mom hadn't been in labor, and she decided to do the midwife cocktail thing mm-hmm. that some people choose to do. Yes. Um, and she's like, "I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you know that I'm taking it tonight." And maybe like an hour tops later, she's like, "I think you need to get down here." <laughs> so I drive there, and, and I walk in the house and. Literally, not even 10 minutes later, baby A was born. Oh, my God. Wow. About wow. five minutes after that, baby B was born Whoa. breech, footling breech. Whoa. And mom rocked it. She did amazing. The babies were perfect, and they are still perfect. And it was, like, probably one of the coolest things I've probably ever experienced. That is <laughs> but, awesome. Um, yeah, I love every birth. It's really hard to choose, like, my favorite ones. Um, Mm -hmm. But another super memorable one is the one that I did at Wasatch Midwifery. I think it's super memorable just because it's been, like, a huge blessing for me because it kind of, that's kind of what, like, blew up my YouTube channel in a way. But it was one of my first ever birth videos, actually, and mom kind of was on a stool and just, like, roared her baby earth side and it's so amazing Mm -hmm. that's super awesome so amazing so tell people what's your website where's your your we already said your youtube oh my gosh i can't even say youtube your youtube channel (laughs) is rowan steiner r-o-w-a-n-s-t-e-i-n-e-r and what else where can people find you to connect with you and follow and like my website is saltcitybirds.com and my Instagram and Facebook are both Salt City Birth and Newborn. And then my YouTube's Rowan Steiner. Perfect. You guys, go check them out. Go check them out. Give them a like and follow. Um, we are going to have a podcast image on our social media pages today on our Instagram and our Facebook page, the VBAC link, if you didn't already know. <laughs> And we have a YouTube channel. If you didn't know, our podcasts actually get published to YouTube as well. So 
if you, I mean, obviously you already are list, have a podcast platform you're listening from right now, but you can find them on YouTube as well. You can share them on YouTube, but we also have playlists um, with birth videos on them for all different types mm-hmm. of births. So like we have a hospital birth playlist, a home birth playlist, birth yep. center birth playlist, educational videos, etc. So we're the VBAC link on YouTube, if you couldn't already guess that. But the cool thing is, is that if you guys are in Utah, you really need to look these guys up for photographing your birth. Because once you see their their work on Instagram and Facebook and on YouTube, you are going to fall in love and you're going to know that you need them at your birth. And if you're not in Utah, you guys don't have the feeling of regret like I have. Mm-hmm. Hire a photographer. Hire a videographer. Hire someone to capture this moment of your birth. You know, we get a tricky question. Well, I see tricky questions like, if you were to hire a doula or a photographer, oh. what would you do? Yeah, if you had to hire both. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. Couch. Hire Sell your both. firstborn. Doulas and photographers <laughs> need to be at your birth. So work I it out. When Figure it out. My birth. Yes. You know what? And that's the thing, though, is that there's so many options. And I and I know it might seem really impossible, but I have never met a doula or a birth photographer that will not work with your with an extended payment plan. Mm-hmm. Um, we can take HSA. Some some doulas and birth photographers like birth photographers that are also doulas can take HSA accounts if they are it's a little tricky so you'll have to contact your photographer and figure it out with them but that's an option seriously we've talked about it before about affording doulas but like megan's flipped couches like she buys couches on facebook marketplace Mm -hmm. and then turns around and sells them for more and Mm -hmm. in your facebook neighborhood group like i have moms like sell bread or there's a lady that sells flowers like she grows flowers in her front yard and every monday morning she brings me a vase of fresh flowers for six dollars and i always have fresh flowers in my house during the summertime because of her and i just like zoom her Zoom, not Zoom. What am I thinking? Venmo? Venmo. Yes. (laughs) I Venmo her. I was like, $6. Zoom is a conference line. We recycle the bases. (laughs) Put your kids outside with Otter Pops and lemonade. You guys, like, there are ways to get creative. And so. For sure. And we're usually pretty flexible. I think anyone in the birth community is really flexible. We'll do trades. Mm -hmm. We'll do payment plans. We'll do basically anything to make it work Mm -hmm. for you. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) We all want you to have the birth experience that you want and that you deserve. So on our Facebook page and our Instagram page today, we have an episode image with Rowan and Danielle together in all of their gorgeous photographer glory. And I want you to come into our Instagram and our Facebook pages, find their image and comment on it and tell us, did you have a birth photographer? Did you have a videographer? How did it work? Why did you decide to hire one? Or maybe why you didn't? Um, and did you regret it? Let's let's talk about it on our social media pages today. We want to hear what you think, what you thought about this episode, and what you thought about these wonderful ladies that we just love so much. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you for having thank us. Would you like to be a guest on the podcast? Head over to thevbacklink.com slash share and submit your story. For more information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julie and Megan's bios, head over to thevbacklink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC link.